everyone, welcome to Big League Dreaming, the podcast, the show about fulfilling your dreams and taking it to the next level. I'm John Gonzalez, and if you're new to the show, it's pretty simple. It's a dad and his three sons talking about the game they love so much. Let's introduce each son as we get ready to start today's podcast. We'll start out with son number one, the oldest, Zach Gonzalez. How you doing, Zach? Doing good. Glad we could get everybody together today. For sure, for sure. It's uh, been a while since the last podcast, so uh, it's good to get everyone together. Lots happened in the baseball world since the last time we talked on the podcast. Son number two is Ty. How you doing, Ty? Doing great. Excited to uh, do another episode. It's been a few months. It's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while, but uh, we're, we got the gang back together. I should say that Ty is the Mets fan. You can see it in his uh, studio there. He's he's repping the Mets. Uh, we'll yes. talk about the Mets a little later in the show. I should also go back and mention that Zach is a Mariners fan. Uh, go green. Let's let's Zach. Go, what do you got there? <laughs> this is like an Edgar Martinez plaque giveaway. <laughs> I don't know. I got it sitting in my office here. <laughs> Good. Well, I should look for my Tigers because I'm a Tigers fan. But let's get to uh, son number three, uh, Zane Gonzalez. Zane, how you doing? Doing well. Glad to be back on. Zane's a Red Sox fan because you see all that red in his uh, in his attire in his office. It's also red because those are your school colors, right, Zane? Yep. Crimson and cream. <laughs> go, go uh, Titans. People, people walk around or say to me when I have my coffee mug here in Grand Rapids, I'll say, Titans, what's, what's, where's that team? Oh, yes, Indiana University of South Bend, Titans. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> a little, a little thrown up. So Zane is the Red Sox fan. I am the Tigers fan. We all have our affiliates. Our clubs did not make it to the World Series this year, guys. Uh, Zach, I know you're probably the most bummed of all of us. You had high expectations that your Mariners would get back to the playoffs. We'll talk. Uh, we'll do a recap show a little later, but just real quick, uh, you're probably still a little bummed about that whole thing. Yeah, none of our teams made the playoffs this year, but for the Mariners to miss about one game uh, against, you know, the, the see the Rangers and the Astros go as far as they did when they're in your division and you had success against both those teams during the regular season. Um, and to just miss it by a game or two, you know, having one player acquisition away instead of banking on guys like Colton Wong and AJ Pollock. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty frustrating year, but, uh, they got the young starting pitching, uh, going into next season. So should be set up for a pretty good year in 2024 as well. Well, we'll definitely do a show a little later, uh, in the year, if not early next year, about 2024, what we're looking forward to the most, but this is the theme for this show is, is, um, what we're thankful for. I guess um, I'll start out with, with Zach, Obi, since you're right there right now and talking about your Mariners. You're probably thankful you had a pretty good season, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, when you don't make it to the final game of the year, it's not uh, the best season. But, um, yes, considering they they showed a lot of a lot of like good things about the year to look at as a whole, um, you're pretty – you're fair. You're pretty optimistic going into 2024. So uh, thankful for the spot that the Mariners have set themselves up as far as pitching wise goes. And some of the, the young kids that they drafted over the last two years, um, very high on them as well. So 
so yeah, Mariners are in a very, very much better position than a lot of other organizations. I mean, you see what the Oakland A's are doing, you see what some of these other teams, uh, what's going on with them. So definitely thankful for where the Mariners are at right now, for sure. Are you uh, thankful that uh, the Mets general manager said that Pete Alonso is is going to be the starting first baseman for the Mets in 2024? Yeah, because I remember a few months ago when Zach said that he might go somewhere else. I said, if he goes somewhere else, I'm going to stop watching baseball. You did say that, exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. If, well, like, I don't think that's well, true, but I would have been very upset if Pete Alonso would have left New York. That would have. That one would have hurt, so I'm glad that he's staying. Well, our, our good friend John Paul Morosi was, or we hope to have him on the show here. Just uh, tweeted out, I think yesterday or today, that uh, that Pete Alonso promise might not hold through. They're, they're actually right now actually accepting some offers for Pete Alonso. No. He just he just signed with with Scott Boris as an agent. So, um, Ty's eyes just got really big. Um, so I guess those rumors are going to get heated up. And uh, the other thing is that I was telling Zach before we went on the air that uh, the Mariners have been in, in speculation that they might get a lot. Oh, I'm so we'll on. see you if guys, that's just. You guys just playing this because I was the last one to join. You guys are just messing with me. Is that true? Okay. Uh, well, I'll see if I've been waiting. I texted John Paul Morosi. I've known him since he was a kid and I uh, haven't heard back from him. So hopefully he'll text me back here when. When we're still on the show. I don't see yeah. the Mariners targeting him. I just don't. Like, yeah, Time France had a bad year, but um, I don't know. You, they want lefty bats. Left-handers have better production at T-Mobile Park than righties do. I mean, friggin' Pete Alonso's going to hit home runs wherever he goes, but um, I I don't see the fit there. I see. I see Alonzo going to the Mariners, and then ties and get on the podcast wearing Mariners gear. I'll send you a jersey, Ty. <laughs> I think. I think the only team I'd be all right with him going to is uh, the Cubbies. So I go watch him play at Wrigley. See that's, some bombs in the street there. What What other things, Ty? Do you have to be thankful for with your Mets? Because it was a rough year. A yeah, rough year. I'm thankful that the uh, the season's over. That's what I'm <laughs> thankful for. That season was just terrible. Yeah, it was. It was really hard to watch because I think what if what made it terrible was that they were so hyped to be so great. Like they're going to win over a hundred games again this year. They have Verlander, they have Scherzer, they have everybody back. They have all these new bats. Like, like they were so good on paper, and they had all these high expectations to go really far. Say just weren't even 500. I think they would have finished worse than Tigers. I think that's what the worst part about the season was, that they had such yeah. high hopes and they just didn't. They, they, didn't got, they didn't perform. You probably got to be thankful for the season that Sanga had, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is very true. He had a great season. And going into it, when they signed him back in January, I think, or February, I was like, man, they, they're giving this guy a lot of money. That's That's a lot, so... I'm glad that he did perform well. He was an ace pitcher. Zane, uh, the Red Sox fan, um, we heard you just uh, there a couple seconds ago uh, talk about Senga. Uh, did you have some bright spots with your Red Sox? Because the Red Sox were kind of that weird. We talked about it all season, right, during the podcast. It was like one day they would look like, okay, they have a legitimate chance to maybe do something. But 
most of the time you were like, yeah, but this is how they are hot and cold. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some bright spots of like Tristan Casas, his first full year and kind of getting some recognition in the rookie of the year voting. Um, they extended Raphael Devers. So that was good. Um, but kind of what I'm really thankful for is is them getting rid of um, their pitching coach, Dave Bush, and, and hiring Andrew Bailey. I think he'll be a really good fit for the organization. Um, then they also got rid of Heim Bloom, which, you know, a lot of people were asking Bram to, to get the ax, and I was kind of indifferent. Like, he really did a good job of building their farm system, and, and you were kind of starting to see some of those guys – trickle into the big leagues and, and start to make an impact. So, um, but they hired Craig Breslow who's played for the Red Sox and was doing some front office stuff for the Cubs. Um, and he's already come in and, and been very vocal about, you know, they need to go spend, they need to go acquire some pitchers, they need to acquire a bat. So it's just been kind of a breath of fresh air in the front office of you're getting like actual legit answers rather than Pine Bloom who would kind of just talk around questions and you want to really know what was going on well i, I didn't expect you to be so upbeat because <laughs> <laughs> the season really i mean that that whole american league east was just you know a buzzsaw i mean look you guys you, the red sox and yankees were battling out for the bottom right yeah i mean but i mean i knew going into the year that they weren't gonna be great um i think in our preseason show i said they were gonna finish like fourth so I wasn't expecting him to be great. I knew their pitching was going to be kind of a struggle. And then, you know, you lose Xander Bogarts. And there was just a lot of what-ifs going into the year. So, you know, I think they kind of were to be expected and hot and cold and streaky. And, you know, now it's, like I said, it's 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 easy to be kind of upbeat right now because, you know, there's a lot going on in the offseason. Like you said, winter meetings are coming up, the Rule of Five draft. So, um will be at the beginning of December. So um, it's going to be interesting. Like it's, it's a good time right now to kind of see what Craig Breslow is going to do at the, at the helm. Yeah, no, good, good, good observation, Zane. Um, I, I love uh, that you're kind of keeping track of the inner workings of the uh, baseball operation. That makes sense. That's what you do as a pitching coach and recruiting coordinator at IUSB. You've got to, you, you know, it, it takes more than just, doing it on the field you've got to set yourself up for success on the field right yeah i mean i think you know them hiring andrew bailey it's like it's it might sound like it's, oh you're just hiring a pitching coach at the big league level it is what it is but it it means a lot like you know you, time and time again the red sox lost guys or traded arms that were struggling for the Red Sox and they would go to the Dodgers, the Rays, whoever, and would ha start having success. So you kind of wonder, okay, what's going on at the big league level? Like, why can't we make these adjustments to make guys successful while they're here? Why are they having success when they're leaving? So, um, you know, it's just good to see that ownership is finally starting to take a step and, and stepping in a little bit and be like, all right, some changes need to happen. Uh, for myself as the as the Tigers fan, which is so sad to say because, I mean, I thought I raised you boys a little better. I mean, I took you guys to Tiger Stadium. How many kids have the, that memory of going to Tiger Stadium and, and seeing professional baseball? I had a chance the other day to walk by the old Michigan and Trumbull uh, location where they now play um, some minor league ball. I believe there's a college that also 
has their home games there at that uh, field right now. And, um, you know, it's not anywhere near what Comerica Park is, but it's it's part of baseball history. I didn't realize that that ballpark where uh, Corner of Michigan and Trumbull, they actually have the dimensions set up as Old Tiger Stadium, like home plates where home plate used to be. And it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I walked by there and a lot of memories came back of, of being down there as a kid. But but yes, I, I think I, I think I did a good job raising baseball fans, though, even though they're not Tigers fans. Um, I will say this about the Tigers. Uh, they uh, they were what I expected this year and not much. Um, I know I, I was down on them quite a bit, but I will say I'm thankful that uh, I know that you're going to hate this tie, but I, but I'm thankful oh, I that know what you're going to say that to Spencer Torkelson looked like Spencer Torkelson. <laughs> what was your famous line about Spencer Torkelson? Uh, it was like four games into his rookie season, and he was like 0 for 20 with 10 strikeouts, and the announcers were going, oh, Spencer Torkelson's not worried about Spencer Torkelson because he's Spencer Torkelson. <laughs> word for word, that was the line. He's not worried. You know- and I have that video footage of his first uh, game in professional baseball playing for the Whitecaps against the uh, Fort Wayne Tin Caps. And I think I've showed all four, all three of you guys, the video of him striking out his last at-bat there. I think his fourth professional at-bat. And he had no clue. Three straight pinches, no clue of what he was doing at the plate. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a long season. Like you said, he struggled quite a bit. But yeah. he moved up. He moved up. And there was a buzz, and he adjusted, and you know he came back year number two, and and adjusted and adjusted, and you know he got sent down for a little bit, which I think helped him. Wait a bit, last year was year, year number two for him. Yeah, it was the second yeah. year. Oh my gosh! Well, you know he quietly had a really good season. I don't think, and if you he did, know, he had for twenty home runs, I think thirty. I think he had thirty-one home runs. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He quietly had a solid season. You know, he was better at hitting. His biggest challenge was hitting, believe it or not, fastball, middle, middle. He just could not hit it. And, you know, but he made huge adjustments. And I'll, I'll get, get, dig up some stats on him a little later. But um, I thought it was interesting. I'm thankful that that there might be a chance that he could turn into a decent major league player to give us five, six, seven years, eight years, ten years of service. We'll see. I want to see um, Riley Green come back. Um, I'm not thankful that he got hurt uh, because I think those two are, are the future of the club. Um, I'm thankful that we have some good prospects. I know Zach and I have talked about prospects a little bit. The Tigers are actually pretty good shape, don't you think, Zach? Oh, yeah. I mean, Colt Keith, who is, he's, you know, you talk to people that do the rankings, he's right around like 9, 10, 11th overall across Major League Baseball uh, for for rankings he's third base they've been playing him at second base a little bit so he could play some second for the tigers but um he's going to be an everyday infielder for the tigers in 2024 uh, they called up that gibson long pitcher uh, i think he had like three starts um, in september there and was dominant uh, ty madden starting pitcher on the way justin henry malloy so they they got they got a wave coming really quick here you have to get really quick. Uh, they could get really good really quick, and that's what I'm thankful for, that there's some promise there. I don't know. I don't think the average Tiger fan realizes how good these players are. I think a lot of it, the first wave of these really good players that Al Avila, when he was general manager, were the power arms, and those I think are iffy sometimes, you know, whether they're going to come through or not. But we have a couple of position players with Torkelson and Keith at the corners 
at first and third that should bode well for us this season. And let's face it, I'm thankful the most of all that we play in the American League Central Division, <laughs> the worst <laughs> division in Major League Baseball. Yeah, and ALS is the best. AL East is probably the, I don't know, it's right up there. So we'll see what happens. Uh, personal level, I know. Let's start with Zane. I know that uh, you're 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 just working really hard there in South Bend, and uh, you probably got to be thankful for another year and, and another season uh, on the way, right? Because you got recruits in in August and had fall ball, and you're probably thankful that uh, you know you get ready to start your season in January. Yeah, yeah, just really thankful to have another year and another successful fall so far and first semester, and you know got a new group and you know they're coming together pretty well so pretty thankful for that that you know every year is just you know like everyone said it's a new year like the year before doesn't really matter that much anymore and you know it's kind of a clean slate and you know brand new team kind of do what you want with them and you know they kind of mold what we're going to be and you know really excited for the year so far everyone's been pretty healthy and you know pretty thankful for that I haven't ran into any issues there but um, yeah, just looking forward to the year and guys are about to wrap up the semester and head home for a little bit. So a little bit of a scary time for me, but um, I know they'll be fine and, you know, they'll take care of their business. But, you know, then when we get back to campus in January, it's got about three, four weeks and then we're playing. I mean, as a coach, because you're, I'm sure I can hear you right now going like, hey, if you don't put the work in when you're gone. That's on you. That's not on me. <laughs> yep, 100%. Don't play any basketball. Don't get yeah. hurt. <laughs> no, no skiing, no snowboarding, no, no guitar skateboarding. Hero. Yeah, no guitar hero. <laughs> Ty, what are you yeah. thankful over there? You're going to see you got your studio rocking. Yeah, I'm thankful for a lot of things. Uh, family, of course, uh, my wife and my daughter and and all you guys. Thankful that we're, we're all healthy and thankful for the awesome trip we all took together. That was fun. Hopefully going to have that video done over this holiday break. The three ballparks in 24 hours. That was thankful that we actually did it. <laughs> um, yeah, just thankful for a lot of things. Thankful that for my work, I have my job. Still a lot of crazy stuff going on there. People potentially getting laid off or going to different facilities and stuff like that. So I'm thankful for my job and just uh, life in general. And thankful that I get to spend the holidays with family. Exactly. Yep. Thank you for uh, my family as well. My two little girls, my wife, uh, thankful for my health. I know on my wife's side, um, we've had a lot of family who's been battling health issues. So um, thank you. Thankful that they're doing okay. Uh, thankful for, for you guys. Uh, thanks for, thankful for our mom, right? She's the, the core of everything. So thankful for her and and how you know just our group that we're able to talk baseball and and get together and stay in each other's lives as much as we have been so yeah thankful for um our family and our faith and everything I, and um you know obviously i'm going to echo everything that you guys had to say I'm, I'm thankful and blessed really blessed to have all three of you um i promise not to get too emotional but if you're listening so far folks if you're still tuned into the podcast we thank you so much. I'm John Gonzalez. You just heard from Zach, Ty, and Zane, my three sons, a dad and his sons, just talking baseball whenever we get together. 
Um, it's fun though. It's fun doing this podcast. I've been thankful for it since day one. It's not easy to pull all of our schedules. We all do different things at different times. Um, Ty works a really early schedule. Uh, Zane works 24 hours a day. You know, Zach was handful with uh, two, uh, two, two beautiful young girls. And uh, oh, I should say Zane's also got a hands full with the with the dog, so that's a whole thing. Yeah, shout out <laughs> Benny, shout out to Benny, and uh, you know Zane also has an, an awesome wife that puts up with 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 his work crazy work schedule. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's um, it's a podcast that we just love to do when we get together. We've said it before; it's a podcast that if you're looking for some wholesome, I guess entertainment or at least wholesome uh, perspective of the game you know we're gonna not gonna be shouting at people we're not gonna be doing what they typically do on tv or podcasts we're gonna try to be positive because i think in order to be successful at anything you have to kind of let the bad stuff go and focus on the good stuff and uh, we all want to fulfill our dreams and take it to the next level and in order to do that you can do it right you you can you can yell at people put people down to bring yourself up but eventually that's going to catch up to you, right? So I think when when you're playing baseball, which is the ultimate team sport, right? Um, it it teaches you all those things and more. And I think any good baseball team, any good baseball coach, makes their makes sure that the everyone in, involved um, understands their role. I think that's probably the hardest part. Wouldn't you agree, Zane? To for everyone on the team to accept their role. Yeah, I mean, I think especially at the college level, right? Every kid wants to go to college and they just want to play right away. But the hardest part is, you know, you get to college and instead of you just being the best kid on your team, every kid was the best kid on their team in high school. Every kid was really good when they're growing up when, by the time you get here. So like, it's really hard to kind of, you know, even if you aren't that, you know, starting, you know, number one guy in the rotation or whatever it is, like there's still roles throughout the year. Right. Maybe it's being a reliever like bullpens are very, very, very important in college. Right, That's what wins or loses your game sometimes, you know, whether it's being a pinch hitter, like getting kids to fully embrace those roles is really hard. Um, but the kids that do embrace them tend to have a lot of success. Those kids that continue to work and, you know, just wait for their name to get called and then go out there with confidence because they've put in the work rather than put pressure on themselves to you know, I have to do well here. Or I'm not going to get another shot rather than, you know, hey, I put in the time and the effort. Now my name's called. So I just go do the job. So I, that was the easy part. Now I just go and play. So, um, you know, college is, is tricky. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's it's baseball, right? Just have fun. Just have fun. Go play the game. We've always done. And I would imagine that uh, you probably have a, a different perspective. Not different, but I mean, you had you your college experience. You played for two years. You could have gone and played four more or two more years if you wanted to, but you opted not to not to do that. But just from high school to the first year to the second year of college, were adjustments all the way, right? Because it's easy to sit on the bench, go like, why can't I get in? Why is the coach not putting me in? But I would imagine you probably have some experience of how negative thoughts kind of get in the way of things, right? You just wait for that chance. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, especially my first year going into it i was always before i got to college playing every day playing eight games a week playing at two different age levels for four or five years in a row to going to sit in the bench was just like what the heck this is weird i didn't sign up for this but it took me probably a good 
I'd say probably the full season, probably our last, I don't know, 20 games maybe, where I was just like, okay, well, I can make the most out of this. And I just started doing whatever I could to help the team. So I found my way to be the bullpen catcher my first year. And I don't know how that happened. I was just willing to work. I was willing to do anything, make any sacrifice just to get some playing time to find myself being up to bat with the bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth in the playoffs. And Zach and Zane were at that game. I like, just because I was the guy that was putting in the work and so many injuries were going on. It's like, who are we going to put in the kid that is putting in the work that has the heart that has the passion that's going to give it his all out there or just another kid on the bench that's fast like they put me in so I think after that it's when I really knew that embracing your role was more than just like crying about it you just gotta kind of go with the cards you dealt with and and make the most of it Zach I would imagine that that um I would love for you to address just how hard it is to get to the next level, right? I mean, you, you all three of you guys had aspirations of playing professionally, you know. Um, you you uh, obviously talked to a lot of people that have, you know, now that you're you're working with some, now that you're in AAA baseball doing some stuff in, in, up in the press box, you know, you're seeing these major league players or these, these AAA players, you're around some of these uh, minds that are talking about getting to the major leagues, you know, what would you tell yourself when you're, you know, trying to get through high school and college to what it, t- what it takes to get to that major league level. Yeah. When I was going through it, I was just always thinking about uh, like how much other people are working. It was just always at the forefront of my mind. Like I was always like going for runs and like doing what I can to, to get stronger because I was always thinking about, well, there's other people working probably working harder than me. So I was always trying to, to do something to better myself. And I felt like every single year I was in college, the next year, everybody was just so much better. I don't know if it was the young kids that were brought in or if it was because like I've gotten better. So now everybody else is better too. I don't know. It was a weird feeling. Maybe times and you guys felt that too, but it was like, especially my senior year, um, as a junior, I was a starting pitcher and then I came in my, came back for my senior year and they brought in two left-handed starting pitchers. Um, and I had to go to, to the bullpen my senior year. And it was just like, I had to work so hard every single year just to get that playing time, even though I was a starter, uh, freshman, sophomore and junior year. Um, and it just felt like every single year, the game was getting better and faster. And I know it's the same way for these minor league guys because they're so close they're in triple a but here comes the draft and they have a top the white Sox have a top pick and they're going to take someone who's really good who might jump their spot because they're a top five pick or whatever it is um so it's really it's really hard and all the guys work their butts off it really comes down to who can make the adjustments and be consistent um Ty, I have a memory of that game that me and Zane were at watching you play at Kalamazoo Valley. And I remember I was terrified because Coach Pachaki gave me the aux cord and told me to play the national anthem before the game. <laughs> and I like went to YouTube and I was trying to find it. And what was that famous Super Bowl um, national anthem, Dad? It was a 
a lady singer. I can't remember. Oh, Whitney, that. Whitney, Whitney Houston. Houston. Yes. <laughs> I played that and it was super long. <laughs> it was like five minute one. Yeah. Because it was like the top one that, I just, that came up. Hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. Well, those are all, all good pieces of advice and you know, you've all been through it. So hopefully anyone listening to the podcast can learn a little bit from it. If you're new, like if you're new to the podcast, you can look at our, our older episodes uh, to get more of a flavor of it. If you think someone would benefit from hearing just some of our opinions and our thoughts of what it takes to get to the next level, please share the podcast with friends, family, maybe your coach, you want to share it with the player. Maybe you are an older brother, want to share it with a younger brother. Um, maybe you are an aspiring softball player because I think, you know, this, this also includes soft softballs a lot of the same way. You know, do we, we watch the four of us will watch softball world series when it's on. Right. I mean, we, we, we just love to see people competing, doing their best at, uh, at any level of the sport, even college baseball. This is what I'm kind of envious of you, Zane. I mean, you've been doing baseball all fall while the world series is going on and, um, you know, you get to take a few weeks off here during Christmas break, but then January comes and you guys are playing sometimes as early as late January, right? Yeah. Um, this last year we opened up probably the earliest we ever had, and that was the first weekend in February, at least here. Um, but when I was a GA, we op- we would open up that last weekend in January, and that's when any high schools can start playing. Um, NCAA's like D1s, they don't open until, you know, that second weekend in February. So, um yeah we open up really early and but i mean it makes for a makes for a fun year because you're just constantly going i mean right like my day consists of at this time of the year it's going to be like hey zane will be at our indoor facility two or three days a week and i'll open it up early and guys will come in and hit and you know the luxury that we have of it being at a minor league stadium is you know like there'll be pro guys in there all the time that are from the area working out and you know, our guys can talk to them. I'll talk to those guys as well. And, you know, just, it, it's, it's a really fun atmosphere and, you know, it's a great experience and, you know, something that's just, I'm really thankful for is just working in baseball still. Yeah. Well, I know that, that I, um, I encourage any, any coach or dad out there that if their kids show some interest and want to play at a high level, take them to a college game, right? Zach, you and I went to that, that game last year. Was it, what was that? Was that NAIA? Uh, the one here in Charlotte, yeah, yeah, that was Wingate. Uh, their their division, their division two. Uh, division two. It was twenty twenty one. They won the division two national championship, uh, so yeah. they're always ranked. And um, I was texting Coach Kevin Tidy because Davenport played against Nova Southeastern later that season, which is who Wingate was playing that day that we went. Um, yeah, it was like a beautiful day and I was like, let's go watch some college baseball when gets like 20 minutes down the road. So it was D2 game that we went and saw. No, that's where, uh, that's where JD Martinez went. Oh, I know that. Well, I mean, even going to those games there, the facilities are beautiful. You can, your kids can see, you know, good competitive baseball. If you want to, if you want to still go to college, you know, there's usually a college out there that uh, might work into your plans. You just have to do a little research and, and then go see the game. Cause then you'll see, okay, here's what I need to do, right? You, you can watch them warm up, get there early, watch them warm up, watch them take batting practice. If they're taking batting practice, infield, outfield, whatever it is, it's always good to see them and, and be inspired. All right, let's wrap things up guys here. Good podcast today. 
Um, folks, like I said, if you listen, listen, if you start first time listening, check out our, our podcast, just go to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Bigly dreaming of the podcast and you'll, you'll find it there. And you can also find Ty's, uh, album, um, big league dreaming, which was inspired, which has inspired this podcast. And I'll occasionally Ty, listen to some, to some of your music, even from that, that when did it come out? Uh, 2017, 2017. Yep. Wow. Six years ago. <laughs> I'll still listen to some of those songs, you know, and when I'm taking my walk or a run or something like that. So uh, the music stands to the test of time. All right, let's wrap things up. Uh, is there anything you want to add before we go? Uh, I'm excited to see the whole Shohei Otani sweepstakes unfold. Uh, you sure we're all seeing the real race swirling like crazy. So it's going to be interesting this offseason to see where he ends up and the entire free agent market and how it's all going to unfold. You think he's gonna go? I don't know. I I have no idea. I mean, there's just been so many rumors. I think it's gonna. I just hope it's not like the Dodgers or something. Like the Dodgers just always seem to end up with people. So I just hope it's not them. Why? Mets. Mets are gonna get them. <laughs> no, they said. I think they said they're not in. Yeah, that's what they do. That's their strategy, and then they just yeah, swoop the, in. Sanga, Sanga connection. You never know. You never know. Guys, anything else to add to wrap things up? Um, yeah, thankful for um doing this podcast with you guys. Thankful that a new season's gonna start, fresh slate for the Mets. Excited to see what they do. And just looking forward to this holiday season with everyone. All right, Zach, what's your wrap things up? I think Otani will either go to the Dodgers or the Giants. And I could see the Dodgers getting Otani and Yamamoto just no, 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 no. Yeah, but I that's, think that's the one guy the Red Sox need. Is <laughs> I think um, the Mariners will likely trade either Brian Wu or Bryce Miller. Uh, they're two young starting pitchers, and I just hope that they get a good return for him. There's a lot of Juan Soto talks. He's going to be very expensive if he comes to Seattle, so uh, we'll see. I'm looking forward to the uh, winter meetings coming up here. That's when a lot of signings and trades will go down so looking forward to that and uh thankful for you guys all right thanks a lot uh all the guys thank you so much i'm thankful for you as well and thankful that uh, we get to do this podcast whenever we have some time uh ty why don't you take it out and tell people where they can get more information on how to follow big league dreaming the podcast yeah give us a follow on tiktok at big league dreaming you follow us on x not twitter anymore x at bld pod that's at bld POD. We're here on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you check out your podcast, subscribe to the podcast and be on the lookout for three ballparks in 24 hours coming very soon.